Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is our continuing series of draft profile player profiles. I think I, think I said it a different way again. Um, <laughs> you said like profiles like different three different times. Where it's our continuing profile draft profile player profile series. And today we'll be talking about quarterback Zach Wilson out of BYU. Uh, a player that's... I've seen go at two, and I've seen go at eight, honestly. So, could be uh, a lot of different ways the Panthers could end up with Zach Wilson, but we'll talk about whether we should end up with Zach Wilson. Uh, But before we get to that, we will kick it off with some news, as we usually do, starting with NFL news. Jerry, take it away. Unfortunately, we're going to start off with some sad news. Former Chargers and Buccaneers wide receiver Vincent Jackson passed away at the age of 38 earlier this week. That's uh, a I bummer. Used, yeah, I used to hate playing him because he was just such a big beast yeah. of a receiver that you could just lob up and he would grab it all the time. But thoughts and prayers go out to his family. Uh, yeah. I hate seeing someone pass away so young. I know, and just odd circumstances with him. I mean, you know, the official cause of death, I guess, is chronic alcoholism, which who knows what that really means. I mean, yeah, who knows? But uh, apparently he had been reported missing by his family on Wednesday of last week, and then the, the police found him on Friday, and then I guess he was found dead on, was it Monday? Um, mm-hmm. So, I don't know. He obviously had some demons, I guess, but... Yeah, shame. He was always fun to watch play, especially when he was with the Chargers when we weren't playing him twice yeah. a year. Um, but then he went to the Bucks, and I think he was there with Mike Evans for a year or two. I, right? I did too. Yeah, because I remember calling them the Twin Towers. The Twin Towers, yeah, big big receivers. Unfortunately for them, you know, Jameis Winston wasn't really good enough to take him anywhere. But uh, yeah, was Winston I, even there at that point? I think, I think he, he was. was. I think he. I think that. I think he was there for like a year. Maybe okay. two with Vincent Jackson, but either way, uh, it's real sad, and like you said, thoughts go out to his family. All right. The Houston Texans have released J.J. Watt, Watt after the pair mutually agreed to part ways. I mean, you can see this in the Houston is complete rebuild, going to trade us to Sean Watson. <laughs> I mean, they need to build, and J.J. Watt's got one or two years left. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Chasing a ring rumor, at this point. Yeah, rumor has it he is very interested in going to the Cleveland Browns. I've seen Cleveland Browns. Um, I saw uh, the Bills, I think, or another team that thinks they have a really good shot at him. Uh, so, yeah, it could be interesting there. Uh, you know, please, Lord, let us let them trade us to Sean Watson. But uh, it is interesting that J.J. Watt, he basically said he wanted out. I mean, yeah. He knows they're not going anywhere for the rest of his career, more than likely. And uh, I don't know what he's got left in terms of being like the impact player that he was. But, you know, a a team like Cleveland, if he goes there, that already has a pretty good defense and has some stout players on that defense, you know, coming in as kind of a leader in the locker room and, and an example for younger guys, that would be interesting and good for them. Yeah, I, I think he's still going to be, as long as he can stay healthy, he can still make an impact. He's yeah. not going to be the 
game changer that he once was. But I think a good team like the Browns or someone could really use a player like him. Yeah, I agree. And he's like yeah. going crazy. Oh, free agency is crazy. Like he he's definitely out there, you know, spinning the <laughs> sp- sp- spinning the PR machine and and you know drawing attention to himself as JJ Watt likes to do. So uh, good for him, I guess. <laughs> I don't, <laughs> I don't, lo- know I don't how, love JJ Watt. I don't love JJ Watt. <laughs> A little bit of an attention hog. Now the NFL set the twenty. 20- 21 salary cap floor at 180 million dollars but it may not be the final 2021 cap figure uh it's just an adjustment to the cap floor that was established last summer between the nfl and nflpa originally it was speculated it was going to be dropped down to 175 so this is good news for people who pay attention to the cap and everything gives the panthers a little bit more room and it may go up i've also heard speculation that it will end up being 185 yeah uh, and which is good for the panthers because you know a little tight on salary cap mm-hmm. this year not not ridiculously tight but you know we've got a, a high a few higher picks in the draft you know, top 10 picks they're going to cost a little more money than you know a, a team picking in the 20s or something so uh, and plus we've got some free agents that we need to resign so and then you, you got Taylor Moten. Then you got to also think, you know, maybe they resign DJ Moore for Robbie Anderson next year or early. Yeah. So I mean, that way Kirk. they don't reach free agency. Yeah. All right. Moving on. The big news that happened on Wednesday, the Philadelphia Eagles. It's Thursday, actually. I'm sorry. My days are all say, mixed up. We are recording on a different day than normal. <laughs> The Philadelphia Eagles traded Carson Wentz to the Indianapolis Colts for the Colts' 2021 third-round pick and a conditional 2022 second-round pick. Now, if he starts 75% of their offensive snaps or plays 75%, it bumps it up to a first-round pick. Yeah, could also bump it up to a first-round pick if he plays 70% and they make the playoffs. So that's a little Uh bit of a wiggle room there. Um, But yeah, I mean... I think the the offer from the Colts this whole time had been two second round picks. So to make that conditional first, they dropped the other one to a third round pick. Um, you know, it's weird. Like, obviously the Eagles wanted multiple first round picks is what we heard, you know, a couple <laughs> weeks ago. So that obviously they weren't getting anywhere close to that. Um, they didn't even get a single first round pick, you know, definitely. So... I don't know. Do you think that's a good deal for Carson Wentz, uh, for the Eagles, I should say? I th- I think that's the best that they were going to get. I think what he did last season kind of drove his price completely down. I think yeah. if he would have got traded last year, he would have probably gotten a first, maybe a couple firsts. Yeah. But And I, th- I love this for the Colts. You yeah. re uh, bring Frank Reich, Carson Wentz back, back together again you know and frank reich knows him so if he trusts him and he knows what he's good at he could build a team around him so it seemed like the obvious destination yeah. for him um yeah uh i like it and too the panthers the weren't even honestly. rumored to be in it that's what i was gonna say the the panthers and the bears i guess never really made an offer and and those were the other two teams that rumors were were interested in him so uh, I you know I'm glad the Panthers didn't strike out again on trying mm-hmm. to get a quarterback because 
you know, the more that happens, <laughs> the worse of a look it is. So, uh, and you know, I'll be fine striking out on Watson as long as they go hard at him. You know, yeah. if, the, if the Texans just don't want to trade him, um, or somebody gives up like four first round picks or something ridiculous. But uh, I, I'm glad we didn't really go for Wentz because I just don't. I don't know that he's got it anymore. I don't know that he's going to return to that form. I don't either. And that I, if the Panthers did this trade, I wouldn't have liked it. At least with the, for the Colts, they're closer. Yeah, they they have a more rounded team. Frank Reich knows him. It just seems like a really good move by them. Agreed. Yeah, if they can get him back to where he was, or even close to where he was, the you know the few years prior to last year, then they're going to be. You know, they'll be right in the mix. Yeah. And finally, we get into some Panthers news. The Panthers released defensive tackle Kwan Short, bring up $8.6 million off the cap. Uh, expected. It was, yeah, it, it, it was expected. I mean, unfortunately, his last two seasons here were just marred with injuries. Yeah. But yeah, he was bummer. A beast before that. Yeah, um, he. I think he's got a what an eleven and a half million dollar cap hit or something, or dead cap hit uh, this year. But he was going to count twenty million against the cap, so that's why mm-hmm. that's why we're freeing up that amount of money. Uh, but yeah, you had mentioned before we started recording that he's not going to be a post June first designated cut, so they're they could have saved a little more money on this year's cap. Yeah, I think it was about five million that I yeah. read, but for some reason they opted to do it this way. I'm not sure if that means that he gets off the books like a year earlier, since mm-hmm. you know it wasn't post June. So I'm assuming that's what it was. Yep. Now it does kind of free up that middle because Zach Kerr has one year left, and he played decent last year, but I don't know if he's your go forward defensive tackle. Well, he's a little um, old. Uh, he's yeah. in his mid thirties now, so uh, I, I think he. But he played well last year. He, he and, played really pleasantly well. well. <laughs> Best year of his career, I think. So uh, if we can get that again from him next year and uh, an improved Derek Brown, you know, then yeah. we're going to be sitting real pretty at that position. And he's thirty years old, not mid thirties. I thought he was thirty-two. Okay. Nope. Well, that's not as bad as I thought then. <laughs> But, yeah, you still need to bring someone in. I know Bravion Roy was drafted last year real late, but you still need to bring someone else in to shore that up. As we've seen in the past years, defensive tackles typically get injured. Just It's the nature of that type of position. Yeah. Now, moving on, the little side note here, the Panthers rolled over $4.27 million from last year's cap into this year's cap good just a little extra money yep now if the panthers have a or if the cap stays at 180 at the floor the panthers currently would have 24 million dollars in cap space still have the ability to cut a couple players and save a little bit more but it's not that bad i mean could yeah, be it's, better, it's, but we've seen worse. <laughs> yeah, we've seen a lot worse. Um, yeah, I mean the Panthers they they'll probably cut Stephen Weatherly, and that's going to free up like almost mm-hmm. six million dollars. Um, you've got uh, Pilardi, punter. 
who mm-hmm. they could easily cut, and that's going to offer you another couple million dollars. So, I wonder uh, if you could trade Polardi for a late round pick. Would you rather do that, or would you rather free up free up that? I think it's like two point three million dollars on the cap. Wouldn't he get off that cap? Huh? If we traded him, wouldn't he get off our cap, or is that all bonus money? I don't know. That's a good question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I guess if we could trade him and get something, but I, you know, I don't know. The Panthers. What the Panthers trade for Andy Lee that one year? Was it like a fourth round pick or something? Yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. Uh, if we get a fourth round pick for him, then <laughs> I mean, do it. But uh, I assume it was going to be cut coming off an injury, and you know, I mean, he was he was a good punter, but he wasn't like top five or anything. Yeah. And the they league. could also restructure Trey Boston's contract as well. They could restructure Shaq's contract too. Mm-hmm. I mean, I hope they do. They could even look at restructuring uh, CMC's contract. So mm-hmm. there's options. There are options. And especially if there's a couple players in the free agency that they want to get a hold of, or even keeping Curtis Samuel and Taylor Moten, they can right. still they still have some wiggle room to go with. There, it's not really that bad right now. Yeah, I think the Panthers are they're probably sitting around you know average middle of the league in terms of cap space. So. Uh, they're a little bit better than average okay. actually. Um, now, where do they compare to the Saints? Uh, give me one moment. Let me pull this Saints. up for you because I want to let you know. The Saints, the are... Saints are 32. Yeah. And um, let me see. They are negative $65 billion over the cap. Uh-huh. So, so they're over the cap there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers are currently sitting at 14. So just a little bit over. So the Saints have cleared like $30 million off their cap because they were sitting at like negative 90 coming in. <laughs> And even if they, even if Drew Brees retires, they're still gonna have like under twenty, like twenty million over or something. I mean, how it's are ridiculous. they gonna do that? Are they gonna lose draft picks over that? I don't know. That they just have to do it. They have to get under the cap. So I don't know. It'll be especially considering this is gonna be the first year that it drops any. I mean, it may only drop five million now. It looks like, but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, I wanted to to bring up real quick too. Um, we didn't have this in our NFL news, but. There's speculation out there that Russell Wilson may be available in a trade or may he hasn't asked for a trade yet, but he's sort of voicing his displeasure with the organization right now. And apparently teams are calling Seattle asking about the availability of Russell Wilson. So I just kind of want to talk about real quick. If you had to give up equal, you know, Three first round picks and plus, let's just call it three first round picks plus CMC for either Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson. Who do you go after? Russell Wilson or Deshaun? I'm going to go Deshaun because I think Russell Wilson's already in his early mid 30s. I think he's 32. Now I also thought Zach Carroll was 32, so <laughs> maybe 32 is just on your brain. <laughs> I think he's 32. He is 32. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I th- I don't know, man. I mean, Russell Wilson's I, I like a, a Hall of Famer. I, I was going to say, I, I don't think you could go that wrong with Russell Wilson. I would just, you know, you never know when he's going to reach that wall that some quarterbacks hit. But 32 is not that old either not in yeah. the current NFL. Yeah, I mean, Matt Stafford. You know, we just saw yeah. what, what the Rams gave up for Matt Stafford. 
And um, it, they, they also gave up a first round pick to get rid of Jared. Understood, Jackson. understood. But, <laughs> you know, we'd have gladly give up uh, Teddy Bridgewater too if they wanted it. Um, ah, yeah, I just kind of thought that was interesting. Um, also kind of wanted to mention in, in terms of Panthers news, and this isn't really news, it's just kind of something funny that happened over the last few days. Uh, David Newton from ESPN, our favorite ESPN reporter, <clears throat> he did like a, a uh, ESPN did a piece on like bold predictions for the season, and David Newton predicted a bold prediction. Basically said that the Panthers would give up three first round picks and CMC and get Deshaun Watson. Well, people started running with this as. David Newton reporting that the this is what the Panthers were offering. Okay, so <laughs> so the the lines got mixed up there a little bit, and ESPN starts. I mean, they kicked off like Pardon the Interruption with it. They kicked off Get Up with it. You know, all of their shows. He they're works like, for ESPN. How I know it's so weird, but they're like man. You know, ESPN likes to manufacture news and then talk about it, <laughs> and this is like is something true. else that happened, but. It's just really funny because as soon as I saw I saw an article basically with it referenced, um, and I put it on our Twitter, I was like, take this with a grain of salt because of David Newton is the source, without even really knowing anything about it. And then as the day went on, it sort of progressed to where this is what actually happened. Was He wasn't reporting anything. He was just doing this piece for ESPN, and it took a life of its own. But like Pro Football Talk was writing about it, you know, how ESPN just continues to sort of do weird things. <laughs> with their own people uh, but it was kind of funny and and it, it got a panthers play a little bit kind of interesting uh, all right <laughs> we're gonna take a short break and be right back with meow mix carolina panthers draft profile of zach wilson today's episode is brought to you by roan roan is clothing that inspires men to live healthy strong and free Building best-in-class products is no easy task. In fact, it's a grueling process of trial, error, and at times, unexpected success. Roan worked tirelessly to ensure the products you order exceed expectations. Roan is clothing made for men, for everything from the gym to the office. We are teaming up with Roan and Podgo to bring our listeners this exclusive offer of 25% off a pack of three Roan polo shirts by going to podgo.co slash roan. That's podgo.co slash r-h-o-n-e for 25% off a pack of three polos. Roan, clothing that helps you move forever forward. And we're back. Today we're going to be talking about Zach Wilson, quarterback out of BYU. Um... And I'm going to kick it to Jerry for the bio. Zach Wilson was a three-star recruit coming out of Draper, Utah. He had multiple offers, but opted to stay close to home and go to BYU. He actually enrolled early to get a head start on getting some playing time as a true freshman. That was a smart decision on Wilson's part. He climbed the depth chart and ended up starting seven games as that true freshman. His sophomore season was derailed due to a hand injury and a lingering shoulder injury but he did still start nine games. In his junior year, he was phenomenal, starting all 12 games, leading the Cougars to an 11-1 record and ending the season with BYU ranked number 11 in the nation. I mean, he, he was 
He was bad in a good way this year. <laughs> he was P-H-A-T fat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and and I got a fun fact for you. Uh-oh, fun fact. He left high school early to go to BYU, so he had to go back for his prom, high school prom. Oh, that's and right. And <laughs> he brought two BYU cheerleaders to his high school prom. Yeah. Um, keeping that Utah face strong. There you go. <laughs> Not one, but two. Yeah. Should he be? He should be a top five draft pick just based on that alone. Not even looking at anything else. Um, yeah, he's six three, two hundred ten pounds. So he's not the biggest guy. Uh, he's he's got the height, but he, you know he might need to put another fifteen twenty pounds on that frame. Um, looking at his stats, he. He had some up and down seasons. Uh, as you mentioned in 2020, 33 touchdowns, three interceptions, 3,600 passing yards, 73.5% comple- uh, completion percentage. But his uh, freshman and junior seasons, right around 65% completion percentage, uh, 12 touchdowns to three interceptions the freshman season, but 11 touchdowns to nine interceptions in that uh, mm-hmm. sophomore season. Uh, I think he did have an injury that sophomore season, so... He was dealing with a little bit of pain, um, but looking at his rushing totals, this is an interesting, an interesting stat. In 2020, 70 attempts for 254 yards, so not a lot of yards per attempt, but 10 touchdowns, 10 rushing touchdowns. Mm-hmm. So to go along with that, 33 passing touchdowns. And just looking at some of his highlights, he's got some wheels. Like he's not slow. He, I think he's a very mobile quarterback, but in mobile in the sense that he's not looking to run. He's an right. opportunistic runner. I mean, he only averaged three yards per carry this yeah, year. Right. Uh, but I think close to the goal line, he realized that the field is spread out a little bit, and he may be able to sneak in a little bit. And same way on third and fourth downs, you know, he's able to get the, a yard or two that way. But yeah. he's not looking to run like a Justin Fields, a Trey Lance. Uh, yeah, he's ball. not like a Josh Allen type runner. But I think he's. I think I would compare him to like a Teddy Bridgewater type runner, honestly. Like yeah, I could he, see that. you know, he's gonna take it if there's nothing there and he's got the room. He can get some touchdowns, as we saw Teddy get a few rushing touchdowns this season. Um, but he's not gonna blow you away with his, you know, he's not gonna make people miss in the open field, yeah. anything like see, that. See, I kind of he reminded me of his running ability, kind of like an Aaron Rodgers does. You yeah, know, I think Aaron Rodgers is a little better runner, to be honest. You do? Yeah. Um, but that's not the first. Aaron Rodgers comparison I've heard from this guy. So let's look at some of his pros. Mm-hmm. Uh, as we said, he's athletic. He can extend plays. He's not going to you know, run for 500 yards in the NFL probably, but he is going to get you know, some rushing touchdowns. Uh, he can make all the throws. He's got a nice arm. Uh, it's not a Patrick Mahomes-type strength on that arm, um, but it's probably better than Teddy Bridgewater. He's going to be able to, to get the ball down the field. He's a very accurate passer, as we you know, as we mentioned, seventy three point five percent completion percentage in twenty twenty. Um, that's awesome. Uh, he's got a powerful arm. As I said, it's not you know a he's not it's not a Josh Allen type arm. I keep comparing him to Josh Allen. Uh, it's not gonna throw it out of the stadium, but he's he can hit a, a hail mary from the fifty yard line. Yeah, you know? I mean, if you watch his highlights, he he hits that deep ball pretty. Pretty and he's and I saw he uh, in terms of deep passes, he had the highest com- uh, you know 
rating in college football in 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, he's good at going through his progression. He's competitive, and he can fit the ball into tight windows. Again, go look at some of his highlights. Some of these completions he's making, I mean, he's throwing them perfect, just perfectly yeah. to the receiver. So, uh, But it's not all cherries and berries, Jerry. Oh, No, uh, now rhyming. looking at his cons, he only had one really good season. Everything else, he wouldn't have gotten. I don't think he would have been drafted without this season. Yeah, he flew but, up the draft rank. Uh, he might have been drafted, but he definitely flew up the ranks this season. I mean, you look at him, he – you know, 11 touchdowns, nine interceptions in his sophomore year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not great. Uh, 62% completion percentage. Yeah, not great. Uh, but this year, like I said, phenomenal. I He did improve. No, That's what you like it, to yeah. see. He did improve. He did improve from his sophomore season. Um, unfortunately, BYU doesn't play top-end co- competition. It's just, you know. Not backs. as not as bad as Trey Lance. No, not as bad as Trey Lance. Um, and he has some injury concerns. Uh, shoulder and hand surgery in his sophomore season. Uh, supposedly that shoulder injury was bothering him in the, his freshman season as well. Uh, he's also a smaller frame guy that you, makes you worry a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's 6'3", but at 210, he's smaller than Rasul Douglas. You know, a cornerback. And I'm... I'm going to go ahead and assume Russell Douglas is a little bit more uh, muscle than. <laughs> well, you never know. Zach I don't know. Wilson. Yeah, I don't know how, you know, buff Zach Wilson is. <laughs> but but like I said, when we were talking about his, his bio, um, he could he could stand to put on 15 to 20 oh, yeah. pounds. I was watching his highlights and I was like, he looks so small. How is he 6'3"? Like, yeah. he does not look like that. Yeah. But moving on, he has some character concerns. Multiple people have said that he's not really a leader in the locker room. He's a selfish person and kind of a know-it-all, especially with coaches in the NFL. I don't know how well that's going to be flawed. I've heard some scouts say he reminds them of Johnny Menzel with Mm. a better arm and not the drug problems. Well, the drug problems were a big problem for Johnny Menzel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's but, all, I mean, you never like to hear that, right? I no. mean, uh, especially the cockiness. Uh, I mean, we've had cocky quarterbacks come in to the NFL. Um, yeah. And some of Josh them work Rosen. out just fine. Yeah, Josh Rosen was the exact one I was thinking of who mm-hmm. has not worked out very well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard the character thing as well. Um, but, again, it's like a lot of hearsay – I haven't seen like he hasn't gone to jail. He hasn't done anything, no, no. you know, illegal that you, that has been caught at least. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, what do you think about Zach Wilson overall? You know, he's he seems to have everything you'd want, but there's also like I don't know. I'm not psyched about it. Uh, I see. I'm really worried. He's a one year wonder, a one year wonder, and that. Uh, from the character concerns, maybe get full of himself. Yeah, but you know who also was, there was concerns that they were a one-year wonder? Oh, Cam Newton, I know. Well, no, uh, Joe Burrow. Mm, that's true. Joe Burrow was kind of a very similar trajectory of Zach Wilson. 
And I've actually seen some comparisons with Joe Burrow in terms of arm strength. But Joe Burrow only started one season, though, didn't he? That's what I'm saying. Like, one-year wonder, you know, you don't have a lot of positive but tape he, on but him. But Zach Wilson started for three years. Yes, but one great year, <laughs> right? Joe Burrow, I mean, they both have one very good year. And they're yep. and that's pretty much what you're drafting them on, right? But in terms of... You are of, drafting him on that yeah. one season. Yeah. Uh, but that's wor- he, that seems to be working out for the Bengals. I mean, Joe Burrow got hurt this year, but when he played, he looked very good. Yeah. I like his arm. I like his competitiveness. I, I worry about him, though. I don't know what about him has me so worried, but... Yeah, I, you know, it's interesting looking at the mocks and just listening to the analysts, the NFL draft analysts. Um they sort of go back and forth on Justin Fields and Zach Wilson mm-hmm. in terms of who should go higher, who will go higher. You know, uh, seems like right now Zach Wilson is pretty universally lo- being looked at as the number two guy behind yeah. Lawrence. So the question is, will he fall to the Panthers at eight? I currently don't think he will. Yeah, I don't think he will either. Although I did just look at a mock literally before we started this podcast who had him at, at eight. They had fields going ahead of him. So I think things are still up in the air. There's still a lot of time between now and the draft for, oh, yeah. you know, there's pro days. There's, you know, they're not really doing the combine. Interviews. But, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that's going to happen. Uh, and I think of the interviews, even though they're through Skype this year or Zoom, you know, I think they're going to play a big part because I think there's a logjam between two, three, and four of the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, typically, Trey Lance is the fourth one, but he shows a lot of promise. So I think those interviews, especially for Matt Rule, who's trying to build something here, if we don't trade for Deshaun Watson, you know, he's going to talk to these guys. You know, if he feels comfortable with them, he feels like this is the guy that's going to lead my team, who's going to be the leader and everything like that. I feel like he'll go with whoever he likes the most. Yeah, as long as they're there. I mean, and oh, yeah. they, they, you know what's interesting is just like Trey Lance, you know, the the one year, right? The mm-hmm. one great year. Zach Wilson's the same way. If you're looking at, you know, outside of Trevor Lawrence, if you're looking at body of work, then Justin Fields is obviously the one that you would choose, right? The consistency Absolutely. and, you know, has all the tools, is a mobile guy. I mean, he sort of fits the NFL right now in terms of what teams like to do yet i've seen a lot of people saying that he's the fourth justin fields is the fourth quarterback you know with trey lance going ahead of him so it's just real interesting to watch and again this is all mocks this is espn analysts and nfl.com analysts and who knows right and everybody's wrong i mean i'm seeing four quarterbacks going in the top four (laughs) <laughs> all the time, and it's never happened before. So I mean, Mel Kiper had Jimmy Clausen a top ten pick. <laughs> yeah, that was a what a steal. The Panthers get him in the top of the second round. Um, yeah, well, you know, we were excited about that pick at the time. I was so. I was cutting backflips <laughs> down in Tampa because I was living there. I was like, ooh, we got him. Oh man. Um, as we always ask, does this player fit the current roster? Yeah, of yeah. course. I mean, any quarterback that we talk about is going to fit the current roster. Um, would you be excited to draft this player? Yes. Yeah, I, I would be excited. Yeah. I, I would still have my reservations about him. Yeah. But 
again, I'm 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 trusting in Scott Federer and I, and Matt Rule to make the right decision on the quarterback. Agree. Uh, you know, if they go through, I mean, because it's not just the interviews; they're going to be talking to friends and family. They're going to be talking to high school coaches. They're going to be talking to college coaches. Mm-hmm. They're going to be talking to everybody. They're going to get a complete picture. You know, former teammates. They're going to te- get a complete picture on all of these guys that you know they have a potential of drafting. So. If they're okay with his character concerns, which really, in terms of the negatives that we talked about, would be the only one that would really caution me. Because his frame, he can put on muscle, and he will put on muscle in the NFL. Um, mm-hmm. you know, And the one-year wonder thing, like we just talked about, Trey Lance the same way, just Joe Burrow was the same way. I mean, that's just something you're going to have to deal with these days, it seems like, especially with COVID. Um, a lot of guys that you're only going to have one good year of tape on. So, yeah, I'd be extremely excited to draft him uh, if that's the way that they wanted to go. Where does he fit on our big board? This is so let's, let's recap the big board real quick. Okay. Uh, and this is, this is just the guys that we've talked about so far. So, number one on the big board, we have Panay Sewell, offensive tackle, mm-hmm. left tackle. I don't think he's going to bump Sewell from the number one spot, right? No. Okay. Number two, we've got Justin Fields. Number three, Micah Parsons. Number four, Trey Lance. Number five, Kyle Pitts. I believe Kyle Pitts should be higher. That has an asterisk beside it. Uh, where, for you, does Zach Wilson fit? Oh, it, I have Justin Fields above him in my head. Okay. I like Justin Fields a little bit more. But Micah Parsons... He should. I'm gonna go above Micah Parsons, and I'd put him at three. Yeah, I think. I think I'm not gonna let the ESPN draft mock draft folks sway me, and I'm gonna agree with you that I still would take Justin Fields over Zach Wilson. Um, I think Justin Fields have a, has a higher ceiling than Zach Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zach Wilson may have a higher floor than Justin Fields, just based on that. his his sort of measurables and talent. Um, I think both of them could be very good. So I, I'm going to agree with you. Uh, however, I think I no, I think he has to go above Michael Parsons, even though I would love to draft <laughs> Michael Parsons. It's so hard. Like I almost want to have a big board for quarterbacks and a big board for everybody else because I was arguing that in my head too yeah. when I was looking at it. I was like, I would love Micah Parsons, but he's so great. But yeah, quarterback I mean, is such a need. I know. It's like, yeah. I so so we'll put him at three. So okay. Zach Wilson coming just under Justin Fields. Uh, you could even almost call it a two A two B situation, but we'll put him at three. Um. All right. Any final thoughts on Zach Wilson? No, not really. Just I, I oh. like his arm talent. He had he, last year's arm was just, he was just phenomenal. Yeah. Watching his tape, that's that's the word I can use for him. Last year, he's going to be a really good player, I think. Um. And he, and he could he would be a massive upgrade for the Panthers. So. Yeah. All right, Jerry. All right, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. If you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. 
Next week, we'll be taking a look at cornerback Caleb Farley or Patrick Zertain. Yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, (laughs) Hey, guys, we're also on Clubhouse, by the way, at Meow Mix Pod for Clubhouse. Uh, that's iOS only, Jerry. So I'm sorry that that's just a that's just a uh, me thing. I was going to say I have no clues what that is. That's just a me thing. Um, all right. So as Jerry said, we'll be back next week. Um, and until then, everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding. <laughs>